What's going on, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of Triggered. This is Triggered episode number 185. We're here on May 21st. Lots of developments going on here, mostly on the Obamagate front, uh, which we're going to hit on first. So there's a new report out, apparently, that there's a key portion in the DOJ IG report on Crossfire Hurricane related to Michael Flynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you wrote about this on Town Hall, yeah. Matt, so tell us about it. Well, in summary... Basically, the FBI offered Christopher Steele, the author of the debunked and totally fake uh, Trump dossier, to go after Michael Flynn, mm-hmm. to get dirt on Michael Flynn. And it's right there in the um, in one of the pages, but it has been it was released in December, the, the original DOJ IG report on the FISA abuses mm-hmm. and Crossfire Hurricane, but it's been glossed over. But Chuck Ross, the Daily Caller, found it, and uh, it just adds to the whole FBI running absolutely rogue and running amok. During this yeah, whole thing, and he trying to find anything, anything they could on Russian collusion because obviously, it's as evidence has 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 shown they had no fucking evidence. Mm-hmm. There was nothing. So, and that's what led to the uh, Mueller probe being uh, activated because to give the aura of legitimacy to this wild goose chase, which turned out to be absolutely an embarrassment to the. And not only that, not only that, the lead (laughs) investigator, lead prosecutor of the Mueller team, Andrew Weissman, is hosting a Biden fundraiser in two weeks. That's all you need to know. (laughs) Yeah, literally, (laughs) like about this investigation. Yeah, apparently they offered to compensate Steele, Christopher Steele, which we all know about, with buckets, uh, significant amounts of money. Yeah, and. I mean, it, this is just so corrupt. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And based off of a total lie that that Flynn had some extramarital affair with some Russian or mm-hmm. something like that. So uh, a lot of fake news, but I'm sure you, as you, you all know, our, our loyal ris- listeners, yep. uh, it was all bull****. And so. today the Senate has confirmed uh, John Ratcliffe as the next director of national intelligence, the permanent director of national intelligence, uh, obviously a party-line a, vote. Yeah. Smooth ride, though. I didn't expect it to be this easy. Well, you know, they're, they're afraid of Grinnell. I know. That's, well, that's why yeah. I pushed did, it through. Did you see uh, Sean Davis at the Federalist tweet? He was mm-hmm. like, Rick Grinnell did such an awesome job as acting director that, <laughs> that, that Democrats swiftly confirmed the man who's been fighting their narrative for the past, like, year and a half just well, to get funny, rid of him. The funny part is... <laughs> They they expect that to just stop, but Ratcliffe is of the same grain, and yeah. he's going to sniff out every yeah. little bit of Ratcliffe's corruption that he can. We got a good. We got we, we had two great DNIs. So, mm-hmm. uh, but Rick Grinnell, thank yep. you for really uh, t- exposing the the last dying carcasses. I guess pieces of the carcass that yep. is the Trump Russia collusion. And while this is all happening, the Flynn case is still ongoing because yeah. the uh, liberal judge that's in charge, essentially the Obama crony, yeah. refuses to let the case be dropped even though the yeah. DOJ has requested it. Yeah. So now, Sidney Powell, she has uh, filed an emergency writ of mandamus to yeah. the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals seeking the immediate removal of the judge from the case, requesting a new judge, and that the case be dropped as is requested by the DOJ. Yeah. I mean, what they're trying to do here is just totally absurd. Yeah. They, they got – there's no case. There's no case. Yeah, there is right. no case. <laughs> the, the prosecutor resigned. Like, mm-hmm. the, 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 there's no case here. All parties want this to go away, but – you know, Sullivan shot his mouth off, called Flynn a traitor in open court, said that he wished he could charge him with treason, which mm-hmm. carries a death penalty sentence. And now, Which you know, was, like, yeah. absurd yeah, for yeah, a judge to say. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. Totally absurd. So now he has to eat it. But, you know, judges, prosecutors, pro- everyone will tell you, the pros- Pete, the lawyers in, uh, on the prosecution side mm-hmm. don't like to admit when they're wrong. 
They yep. don't like to memorize because they're very arrogant. Well, the, so, the mean, one <laughs> side that doesn't want this to go away are the Democrats yeah, exactly. because they want this case to go on forever. Yeah. They want to drag it out up until after yes. the election, supposedly. And, 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 you know, liberal lawyer and law professor Jonathan Turley, who slammed the Democrats' uh, you know, impeachment circus against Trump, said that basically, you know, th- there's a risk of mob rule descending into Sullivan's court here because mm-hmm. he's allowed amicus briefs from every anti-Trump wingnut lawyer to be filed. Which is absurd. He's appointed a, a retired judge to fight the DOJ motion and see if they can file perjury charges against Flynn. Not to mention, did you see when, when he wants to have oral arguments for this? No. Gleason will file the brief on June 10th mm-hmm. with the date of having oral arguments on this in July. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just want to drag so, it on forever. Exactly. And, yeah. and, you know, Simone Sanders, who is one of the spokespeople, I guess, for Joe Biden, she went on Fox and was with Dana Perino, but when asked about Michael Flynn, she didn't want to talk about it. And she says it's just a distraction. It's a conspiracy theory. You know, where have we heard that before? Yeah. Remember, yeah. all of this was a conspiracy theory yeah. until we unearthed the evidence that we yeah. knew was there the whole time. Yeah. I mean, this is just totally absurd. I mean, yeah. And we now have... Some movement up on the Hill. So Majority Leader Mitch McConnell confirmed that the GOP Senate is taking steps to issue subpoenas to former Obama administration officials. He is supporting this. And just today, the Senate Judiciary Committee was meeting to discuss a blanket authority to the chair, who's Lindsey Graham, to subpoena Obama admin officials involved in the Crossfire Hurricane scandal, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, that's huge. If we can get these people up on the Hill and ask them questions under oath, yes. like that's what we need to do. We already have proof that several of them lied under oath. Yeah. Who is it? Uh, Susan Rice and Samantha Power, right? I believe so, yeah. yeah. So let's get these people out there again and ask them the questions. Now that we know all of this to be fact, they can't exactly hide all this. Yeah. And, you know, Barack Obama is – this is Obamagate. Like yeah. this is his legacy. This is what he's going to be. He should be f***ing yanked up on the hill. I agree. I know, I mean, I know, I know, I know Lindsey Graham doesn't want to set that That'll never happen. But he and, should. He, he was the starting quarterback for this whole thing. Right. He should, but I also agree the precedent's not great. It's not. Um, although this is although this is unprecedented. This we've is never, unprecedented. We've never I would had agree with that. A soon-to-be ex-president say, you know, day, weeks before he leaves office, "Hey guys, uh, get, you know, get his national security and intelligence officials together and be like, "Hey guys, we got to protect this investigation at all costs." Mm-hmm. You know, the one where we spied on the, uh, the the winning candidate's campaign and do basically, you know, in no uncertain terms, basically do what you can to protect it and that was scalping Flynn. Mm-hmm. Manafort and um, and Obama's Carter been Page. Obama's been relatively quiet, but when he yeah. does open his mouth, it's just lies. Yeah, I mean, he lied bad. about the fact that Flynn was charged with perjury. Yeah, that's, that's not, not that's fake not news. Not true. And you know, so if you're if he's gonna just lie about it, just shut the hell up. Yeah. Like, agreed. You're only digging the hole deeper at this point, which yeah. I mean is fine. Yeah. But also, like, we've had enough of Barack Obama. Yeah. Like, just shut the. Oh. And stop with the you know, you know I mean, to add on that you know he not only does he get the the, the Flynn charges wrong mm-hmm. he said that you know the DOJ dropping the case is a threat to the rule of law, mm-hmm. bro. What were you doing for the past four, with Fast and Furious? Well, to hear <laughs> the, to hear anyone in the Obama the rule of law to ridiculous. hear anyone in the Obama administration talk about the rule of law is just know, it's hilarious. Pretty, it's it's laughable, <laughs> and you have this new declassified email. Yes. From Susan Rice that she emailed to herself. Yeah. 
uh, on Trump's inauguration day. Mm-hmm. That you know that just makes a lot of sense, right? She yeah. sent an email to herself about the January fifth Oval Office meeting that we've talked much about. That had President Obama, Vice President Biden, Sally Yates, and the rest of them. The contents were classified, but the email stated, "Quote." President Obama began the conversation by stressing his continued commitment to ensuring that every aspect of this issue is handled by the intelligence and law enforcement communities by the book. The president stressed that he is not asking about initiating or instructing anything from a law enforcement perspective. (laughs) This line is the best. (laughs) He, He reiterated that our law enforcement team needs to proceed as it normally would by the book. Yeah, by the book. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 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 Just just from a strictly common sense standpoint – if you weren't worried about something uh, bad or illegal or malicious happening, you wouldn't send yourself a cover-your-ass yeah, yeah, email like that yeah. on the day where you're leaving the office. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. The appearance of law and order must be maintained, especially when it's being broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, I mean, to me, it, this whole thing just stinks yeah. to high heaven, and we're we're gonna yeah. we're gonna get to the bottom of it. It may take some time, but I think before the election, we will have a very clear picture on yes. what happened here, and it's gonna be just as bad as we've been saying for years now. That this scandal is much larger than Watergate, yes. and Obamagate will go down as one of the biggest scandals in history. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the liberal media will obviously forever refuse to see it that way, yeah. and they're the ones that usually get to write these kinds of history yeah. books. But at the end of the day, the winners also get to write the history yeah. books, That'll and if us. we win the election in the fall, then we've yeah. got another term yeah. to make very clear – yeah. That the Obama administration was nothing but a yeah. bunch of corrupt but liberal extremists. Agreed. We gotta get Trump reelected, of course, but folks, we have to retake the House. Yeah. We can't just have the Senate doing all this. Invest- we have to have the House and Senate investigative committees investigate these guys. We also have to keep the Senate. Yeah, I mean, Senate. It's slightly concerning the map, the way it looks right yeah. now. It's pretty yeah. close. Joni so. Ernst is uh, going to be in a tough race. I think Cory Gardner is. I think Joni's going to be fine because Trump will carry her across the finish Tell line. Us. Tillis is Tillis a, a mess. Tillis be a fight. We also have Georgia. Loeffler is a total disaster. Yeah, it should be Doug Collins yeah, that's the nominee, yeah. obviously. McSally is a disaster yeah. in Arizona. We're going to pick up in Alabama. I think yes. Doug Jones is yeah. gone. Yeah. Uh, Corey Gardner is going to be— But at that point, we could still only lose four. Yeah. So, all right. Let's you have Collins is in a tough race. Yes. For the first I mean, the, the map is difficult. Yeah. So, and, and luckily for us, it's a presidential year. Yeah. So that will help yeah. in in the swing states because yeah. you know I I know that people in North Carolina aren't too high on Tom Tillis, but they also if oh, if Trump is supporting him and Trump wins the state, yeah, I could easily yeah. see him winning. That that one's going to give me heart palpitations because North Carolina always breaks late. It's a mess. It's Total even, mess. I mean, the, the poll, even polling from like ten days prior to election day, folks, just take with a grain of salt because it the state does break late and it's almost fifty fifty Democratic and Republican mm-hmm. registration. So it is a very well. If you tight look at twenty sixteen, also yeah. it was the governor's race. Yes, and Trump won, yeah. but a Democrat won for governor. Yeah, so you yeah. can't always count on the straight ticket voting there. Yeah. But let's talk about our least favorite senator, Mitt Romney. Oh, and this segment boy. is called Mitt Romney. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we now have, you know, the whole Flynn fiasco exposed. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because the internet is forever. So we now have these old tweets oh, from yeah. Mitt Romney and his mm-hmm. old Mueller tweets, you know, easily tells us who he really is. So some of the tweets, quote, the Mueller investigation led by a person of such honor and integrity has faithfully applied the rule of law despite accusations and fears to the contrary. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, talk about I mean, bad is, f-ing takes exposed. I mean, this is why 
the man can't win a presidential No, that's why he election. sucks. That's why he lost, because yeah. he doesn't have the guts to do anything yeah. that actually take guts to do. I mean... The next tweet, quote, It is good news that the special counsel has concluded that neither the president nor his campaign colluded with the Russian government. It's now time for the country to move forward. Ugh. Well, that sounds to me like you're okay with just sweeping the entire hoax under exactly. the rug. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just move on. No, no. Corruption, malfeasance, and misconduct and overreach were, were, were executed here, Mitt. Yeah. And not to mention... Miller's team tried desperately to, to find Russian collusion. They tried to piece things together. It wouldn't fit. The, uh, you know, it only lends more credibility to the conclusion that there was no collusion, which is good. But let's get back to the reason why the Mueller probe was even started in the first place. It was to clean up the FBI's counterintelligence yeah. probe's mess. And not to mention he talks about the honor and integrity of Bob Mueller. Well, oh if that was the God. case, Mueller would have picked better people to work with him yeah. on this case. I mean we already talked about Weissman who's holding a – and yeah. Joe Biden fundraiser. You think that person is unbiased leading yeah. this investigation? And it's we never know. It's quite possible that Mueller wasn't even involved in any of the day to day activity because, like, he seemed well, absolutely see? lost in that hearing. He yeah, you remember his testimony? He's, He's like, like, oh, what? I don't know. You did the investigation for over a year and a half. What? What, what do you mean? I don't know. Yeah. Yep. And remember the amount of leaks that also came out of this investigation. Oh my god. And. We, we now have some proof here. Undercover Huber, who is a great follow on Twitter. If you he don't is. follow him, you should. Yeah. He tells of a clearly 100% false story that was leaked by someone on the Mueller team or close to the Mueller team to CNN yep. and published on September 18, 2017. Yeah. CNN reported the, quote, bombshell story that the Crossfire Hurricane team had obtained a FISA warrant on Paul Manafort. Undercover believes the leaker might have been a member of the special counsel team, and of course their motive would have been to influence D.C.'s chief judge into allowing the special counsel's team to pierce Manafort's attorney-client privilege, yeah. which they tried to do multiple times. They wanted, I mean, look they what they did yeah. to the president, yeah. right? They wanted the foreign agent angle to be exposed, and they needed to get his attorney to turn on him, and therefore use that as a springboard to get the president. Well, yeah, look what they did to Trump's attorney-client privilege yeah. with Michael Cohen. Yeah. I mean, you have them trampling on just like yeah. hundreds of years of legal precedent to get to the predetermined yeah. notion that they wanted to reach. And this case is linked to Flynn because at the same time, Flynn was being you know, pressured by the, the Mueller probe, mm -hmm. and his lawyers... Mm -hmm. certainly saw what was happening to Manafort and said, this is why I need to plead guilty to these these politically motivated, bogus lying to the FBI charges to avoid such 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 a thing. Mm -hmm. So it was all... I mean, the whole thing's... I mean, it's all I a mean, hoax. Talk about an, an elaborate scheme here that apparently is tinfoil hat fodder if you're, a, you know... <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> among, is... Among liberal media. This folks. is an elaborate yeah. scheme. Yeah. They really yeah. had all wheels cranking on yeah. this. And the the part is... They didn't even back down after Trump had won. No. In fact, they intensified it as if we were never going to find this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they tried to cover their tracks, yeah. but they failed. Yeah. And it, it's just one more case here of why people don't trust the media. Yeah. The media willfully took part in this because they wanted it to happen. Oh. Their, their predetermined yeah. outcome and their biases led to them yeah. reporting – Hundreds yeah. of fake news, Russian collusion C hoax stories. CNN, Susan Hennessy, CNN, uh, Washington Post. I mean, the DOJ had their their list of media allies, and they did a very good job at weaponizing well, the leaks. You know, it, it's just like nowadays when you know, interestingly, all the liberal media gets on the same exact talking points oh, as yeah. if they got a memo yeah. from you know yeah. the the propagandist in chief yeah. of the Democrat Party. And it's the same thing with that. Yeah. I mean, Obama was directing this whole thing. Yeah. 
There's no doubt about that. And he Biden o- was he, in on it. He offered the code red. Yeah, Biden was there. Why and- would they lie about the unmasking, right? Yeah. Obama's chief of staff unmasked yeah. him. Vi- Biden himself unmasked him. Yeah. They, and, and here's another rumor, and this isn't confirmed, but yeah. I wouldn't doubt it one bit, that on Inauguration Day, and President Trump supposedly said this himself to GOP senators behind closed doors. Now, we don't have it confirmed, but yeah. from a very reliable source, that he told them that they unmasked his three eldest children on Inauguration Day. Uh, Why are they spying yeah. on a political opponent? I mean, this this is literally... The same premise as Watergate, yeah. Except it wasn't campaign operatives sneaking into a into a party headquarters to tap, to tap phones. phones. Yeah. It was the outgoing party using the entire national security apparatus, which is taxpayer funded, to target their political opponents. Yeah. I mean, this is leagues worse than the IRS scandal, yeah. which is what they were doing there yeah. as well. Yeah. There's a pattern here. Yeah. There's clearly a pattern. So, it's about time. That we start to hit back very hard. It's it's also it's it's certainly a scary time. Well, yeah, it's certainly a I scary mean, time. You know, they could do this to a three star yeah. general like Flynn, yeah. an American hero. Yeah, you're telling me they could easily yeah. do it to just, just an average everybody. American. Yeah, and you and you have the FISA reauthorization yeah. coming up, which may very well fail at this point because did, of what's look been what done. They did the Carter Page. Yeah. I mean, Carter Page was supposed to be this dark lord of the Sith of the Russian collusion thing. It turned out that he was neither, and not to mention that. What about all the evidence that he had worked with the State Department, the FBI, and the CIA, mm-hmm. all of which exonerated him from the whole collude, him being a Russian agent narrative? Well, you, just, you did you see now shoot. what they're trying to do with warrantless internet browser searches? Yeah, I saw that. Browser history searches yeah. of, of Americans yeah. without a warrant? Are you f***ing kidding me? Yeah. What – what makes them think that they could just shred the Constitution like yeah. this? I don't get it. Well, and thank God you yeah. have people like Rand Paul in the Senate who will yeah, fight till the end of days yeah. to make sure that doesn't – you know, there's the other thing, right? Yeah. Everyone always said, oh, Rand Paul is just a whack job when it comes to this FISA stuff. This stuff. He was good. way ahead of yeah, the curve on that. Good. He was way ahead of curve on this. Yeah. He said that the government had been illegally using the FISA courts and all of this to illegally spy on American citizens. Yeah. And he was proven 100 percent correct. Yeah. There's no doubt. And he's about also that. been, you know, the one firing off, you know, red flares about updating the laws. I mean, there are the reason why governments do, because you know we, we all know this mm-hmm. when, when there's when there's a void, the government will exploit it to grab more power. Uh, there is the, the laws are a good twenty five years behind current technology mm-hmm. right now. We have to get this. Well, updated. the thing with the FISA courts is. How do they have what a ninety nine percent approval rate? It's oh, basically hey, a rubber yeah, stamp. Exactly. Yeah, it, it should is, be the opposite. It should be the most yeah. scrutiny possible when you're talking I mean, about allowing they, spying on American citizens. They took citizens. an unvetted, unvetted, unverified dossier as credible evidence. Yeah, and fake three hundred twos. and the three hundred two that yeah. just disappeared. What happened yeah. to that? Oh, the Flynn three hundred two. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. Yeah, that that has vanished into the wind. It's just um. totally unbelievable what's happening here, and. Thank God yeah. we have an administration that's finally willing to yeah. break the swamp. And that's why it's a secret court, the liberal man. media and all the liberals across this country are thrashing about, like, the exorcist girl. Yeah, yeah. Because they know that the gig is up. Yeah. Even if, even if they beat Trump, this has all been exposed to the yeah. public. And the public sees through the game now, especially with the media, too. Yeah. I mean, trust in the media is at an all-time low. Why yeah. do you think that is? Yeah, They've they earned it. Yeah, they lie. Yeah, all they, they do is lie. And uh, speaking of fake news media, uh, well, first let's hit on this. So Trump is now taking on the Chinese communist propagandists that are all over Twitter, which, by the way, 
Twitter says, oh, well, we want to keep uh, coronavirus misinformation off of Twitter, right? And they target American citizens. But they let the Chinese propagandists just spew whatever they want on Twitter at any time yeah, from a country that only they can access Twitter in. <laughs> Normal people can't access yeah. it. It's just the hypocrisy here is just totally unbelievable. And you also have – we're going to talk about this a little bit. Mika Brzezinski saying the president should be censored. Okay, yeah. so the president should be censored on Twitter but not the Chinese yeah. propagandists. Also, you're not going to deplatform the president of the United States. Well – You're saying Twitter's not going to do that. Not to mention he literally single-handedly saved Twitter because Twitter was borderline – collapse yeah. before Trump. <laughs> and then Trump came along and everyone got re-engaged, but now they're doing this thing where you can shield yourself from replies if you don't have the thick skin to take it. I mean, if you're going to do that, just get the off Twitter. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Just from just from a business operations standpoint, you know, why would you discourage engagement on your platform? Yeah, That's going to kill the company. Yeah. It's so stupid. Uh, so, I mean... They should really send President Trump a gift basket for saving their company, let alone thinking about deplatforming him. <laughs> I mean, Trump tweets, I'm pretty sure, are the most engaging tweets across the platform, yeah. except for when maybe like, you know, Obama tweets or something like that. Yeah, but, but like, Obama, Trump, Obama doesn't tweet. We all know that. Trump crossed 80 million followers now. Look at that. So, yeah. And, and they also are worried because Biden can't even like, get a little a little fraction of that kind of engagement on social media and they're worried that we're going to crush them in that which is why they go after the free speech yeah because they yeah, know that they we're know. better at it than yeah. them they just know that and you have these chinese propagandists the big one is li jin zhao the spokesman for the chinese foreign ministry's information <laughs> department says that the u.s is to blame for all of this and uh, Trump is terrible and, you know, the WHO is great and China is helping the world and the international community stands together and blah, blah, blah. Well, President Trump hit back on Twitter in a series of tweets. This one is just tremendous. <laughs> Quote, spokesmen speak stupidly on behalf of China, trying desperately to deflect the pain and carnage that their country spread throughout the world. Its disinformation and propaganda attack on the United States and Europe is a disgrace. It all comes from the top. They could have easily stopped the plague, but they didn't. China is on a massive disinformation campaign because they are desperate to have sleepy Joe Biden win the presidential race so they can continue to rip off the United States as they have for decades until I came along. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's the truth right there. Yeah. And uh, like I continue to say, we need to fuck up China and combating the propaganda is the first step. Then we talk about uh, economically ruining them. And then maybe we talk about militarily ruining them too. But, but... Because of the Obama administration's feckless military policy, we're put at a strategic disadvantage when it comes to uh, military conflict with China. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the way that they were able to build up over there using all those islands yeah. and missile defense systems, I mean, they would essentially negate the effectiveness of our aircraft carriers. Pretty much. If they wanted to go in and totally roll over Taiwan or another country in Asia right now, they probably could. Never will I tell you to read the Washington Post, but in this one case, there actually was a good <laughs> article about the war games that the Pentagon has just done recently, which basically uh, simulates a conflict with the Chinese in many different scenarios. And they are the only country in which we have a 0% success rate yeah. against in war games. So, I mean, you know, if it ever came to it, I'm sure we could figure out a way to do it. Maybe we just nuke them and get it over with. But... <laughs> 
it's worrisome yeah. that we are a little bit behind the curve because what the Chinese did is instead of a, a broad strategy to build up – and this is a little in the weeds here. But instead of a, straw, a broad strategy to build up their military, they specifically targeted mitigation systems against our advanced weaponry. So they have ways to shoot down our missiles. They have anti-aircraft that can specifically target our planes. They have a anti-aircraft carrier missile, which is similar to a bunker yeah. buster, which yeah. could target our aircraft carriers. Yeah. So they've been, you know, developing with their Chinese slave labor all of these weapons. And their and their submarine corps is very good. Right. And, right. and and there's a lot of coves and harbors and stuff where these these submarines can hide along the coast and t- and take out ships. Yeah. So. I mean, the Chinese didn't fall to Japan. That tells you the willingness that they have to fight over yeah. there. So, you, I am concerned that we are at a strategic disadvantage. Now, you talk nuclear weapons and okay, but nobody wants to get to that point. No. So, we'll see what happens. But if we have to go to a conflict with China, so be it. We can't just let them get away with this. Also, I was thinking about this the other day. What if this was a test run, right? Yeah. Now this is getting to tinfoil hat. Yeah. No, it's theory. not. Tinfoil but, hat's fun. Um, but no, but really think about yeah. it, right? Like what if this was a test run to see how the world would respond if they were to release some sort of biological weapon, right? This would be the way to do it. Yeah. And also you see our our enemies strategically aligning with each other in ways that they weren't before the pandemic, which is concerning. Yeah. So, I mean, they've basically brought us to our knees here economically, and the the main war engine, the main asset to the United States during a time of war is our economic power. Yeah. And that's that's going back to World War II. They yeah. were all afraid of that. Yeah. So, it's something we got to keep a close eye on here because they're clearly they clearly have a plan. That's the thing with the Chinese is they have like this twenty five year world domination plan that they're working on right wasn't it what's it called something something like a great china or something like that very communist the only plan i know is the 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 thousand year plan but that's a different part of the country that's the part of the world yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but at the end of the day the liberal media here walks in lockstep with the chinese propagandists we've seen it time after time yes cbs has also basically parroted Chinese propaganda in saying – because remember two days ago the Chinese regime said, oh, hydroxychloroquine is ineffective. Yeah. Yet they're using it. <laughs> yeah. Why would they tell us it's ineffective if they didn't want to damage us? Yeah. All these little things are acts of war. Yeah. I mean they still haven't shared information with us on, on, on the virus, which could be key yeah. in speeding up the timeline for developing a vaccine. The genome They want to be the first to develop yeah. a vaccine, and they want to spread it around the world to spread who knows God what, honestly. Yeah. like it's, it's, it's why they're hacking our research facilities. Everything – yeah, they're hacking the research. Look at all these people that are getting busted at colleges, universities, corporations around the world for espionage. Yeah. Uh, for the Chinese, I mean, here in the United States, we've had what ten in the last three months. Not good. These professors who are taking U.S. government grant money, yeah. doing research, and then funneling it to the Chinese. <laughs> I mean, every little thing that the Chinese does has to be looked at skeptically and in the lens of a conspiracy. I, that's the point that I that I've reached. I now. am absolutely okay with that. And they've been stealing our for years. What this is this is not this is not right. like crazy talk. So now CBS the other uh, let's see yesterday was was bashing on President Trump for using hydroxychloroquine. And they say that because he's facing media heat, he will stop taking the drug. 
But actually, that's not the case because the regimen that he was on, the multiple-week regimen prescribed by doctors, said that it finishes in a day or two. I love it. I love I mean, it. I'm going to come off in a couple of days. How dis- <laughs> right, right. How dishonest can you get? You have Chris Cuomo criticizing Trump for taking hydroxychloroquine, but let's not forget. Mm-hmm. He took a variation of it during his coronavirus yeah. from from his – uh, energy medicine doctor that she cooked up in her lab. Yeah, oh, that sounds real safe, right? <laughs> you know, bash the safety of the drug like that's been used for gin. decades, right? <laughs> this drug's been used for decades on probably millions of people, but to them is unsafe. But this f***ing meth lab crackpot doctor who cooked this shit up, totally that's cool. That's totally fine. No problem, right? And It is what it is, man. <laughs> yeah, so we have the clip here of Kaylee McEnany, who, by the way, is doing a tremendous job. Yeah. She is really top-notch. She she she's had a lot of practice though. Oh, definitely. I mean, I mean definitely. she was on during the sixteen cycle. She was on CNN mm-hmm. facing maybe anywhere from like six to twelve anti-Trumpers, and she took the abuse, she took the hits, and then she delivered them right back. Yep. So, and so well, let's listen to this clip real quick. Oxychloroquine has been a drug that has been in use for 65 years um, for lupus, arthritis, and malaria. It has a very good safety profile, but um, as with any drug and as with any prescription, it should be given by a doctor to a patient in that context. So no one should be taking this without a prescription from their doctor. But that being said, I've seen a lot of apoplectic coverage of hydroxychloroquine. You had Jimmy Kimmel saying the president's, quote, trying to kill himself by taking it. You had Joe Scarborough saying, quote, this will kill you. Neil Cavuto saying, what have you got to lose? Um, One thing you have to lose are are lives. Um, And you had Chris Cuomo saying, the president knows that hydroxychloroquine is not supported by science. He knows it has been flagged by his own people and he's using it. Um, Well, Cuomo mocked the president for this. Um, And interestingly, I found this out just before coming here, um, hydroxychloroquine, of course, is an FDA-approved medication with a long-proven track record for safety. And it turns out um, that Chris Cuomo took a, a less safe version um, of it called Quinine, which the FDA removed from the market in 2006 because of its serious side effects, including death. So really interesting to have that criticism of the president. And on that note to Chris Cuomo, I'd like to redirect him to his brother, the governor of New York, Governor Cuomo, um, who has several on-the-record statements about hydroxychloroquine, saying, I'm an optimist. I'm hopeful about the drug. And that's why we'll try it here in New York as soon as we get it. There has been anecdotal evidence that it's promising. That's why we're going ahead. And I have about eight other quotes from Governor Cuomo. Should any of you have interest in that? I mean, it's just, oh my God. it's been, it's become a great occasion. I don't, she's holding press conferences every other day. Yeah, around like pretty two, much. two, three o'clock. Or actually around now, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's doing it like two, three times a week. Yeah. Not every day. But yeah. but when she goes out there, yeah. man, she is ready to f*** those liberals up. She's prepared. It is top notch. Like, that that wartime mentality is what yeah. we need throughout the government at this point. And the wartime mentality was a little bit lacking in New York because they failed to properly put procedures in place at the beginning that could have, according to the New York Times, mitigated thousands of deaths. I think, was it 36,000? Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, I had to uh, – we can all play Monday morning quarterback on a lot of things here. Well – the the problem that I had with You're it, the problem it. that I had with it is that they were trying to angle it as an attack on President Trump. Okay, well, in the story, that's some linguistic gymnastics. Well, I, that's what I, they did. I, I saw the they, map. There was literally the a paragraph that said President Trump didn't take the virus seriously until blank. 
Nothing about the local leaders in New York who are actually making the decisions, Wait. like Governor Cuomo oh and Big Bird Bill de Blasio, so, who de Blasio— Sound his hands for five days. Not only that, on March 5th, on one of the days that they said, oh, it could have made a difference if we did a lockdown on March yeah. 5th, on March 5th, Bill de Blasio was tweeting about how, oh, go out and, you know, yeah. get out there and have fun. Yeah. He, he or It was March 2nd, right? Yeah. Bill de Blasio tweeted, quote, Since I'm encouraging New Yorkers to go on with your lives and get out on the town despite coronavirus, I thought I would offer some suggestions. I'm, oh, yeah. yeah Thursday, yeah. March 5th, go see The Traitor at Film Link. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I mean, and they want to talk about President Trump. Chris yeah. Cuomo, or not Chris Cuomo, Governor Cuomo pushed COVID patients into the nursing homes, which led to thousands of deaths. Yes. You want to talk about unavoidable deaths? Yeah. And they or could, avoidable deaths, and, and I they mean? Could, and, and they could have helped curb the spread by cleaning the subway, by sanitizing the subway systems. Yeah. Which they and did, not only like, that, weeks later. You know how they have their, like, little brother interview uh, yeah. every so often on yeah. CNN or every yeah. night or whatever? Yeah, yeah. During this time, Chris Cuomo, interestingly enough, does not ask about this nursing home policy. And they were making jokes. Oh. What's, what's funny? I don't know. There's nothing that's funnier. No. They were making a joke about a big Q-tip because he's got a big nose or something oh like that. Oh, my God. Like, are you f kidding me? <sighs> and New York Times is trying to attack Trump for this? Yeah. Trump had nothing to do with, New yeah. with what New York decided Trump to do. Trump bought us Pelosi time. was down there in yeah. f***ing Chinatown yeah. saying, come on down to yeah. Chinatown. Trump, I mean, come on. Trump's policies were proactive, aggressive, and transparent, and they bought us time. Yeah. They bought yeah. us time to, to, to create a response. Um, maybe we overreacted a little bit. I'm comfortable in saying that. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, well, the problem with the overreaction is we don't know that it statistically actually made a huge difference. Yeah. They say that, oh, if we put this stuff into place earlier, it would have made yeah. a huge difference. Well, yeah. Hindsight's 20, yeah, 20, exactly. but also the, the proof in the putting of the data between countries like Switzerland, which did a lesser extreme lockdown yeah. than what we did. Yeah. They're not much worse off. They're not like, did we only just delay the inevitable of a lot of people getting it? Maybe. Yeah. And I mean, I get the whole flatten the curve, don't overwhelm yeah. the healthcare system thing. Yeah. That was a okay, you yeah. know, valiant goal. I'm okay with that. But keeping locked up forever here, not only is it going to harm people's regular yeah. immune systems against but, other viruses, yeah. but I, I just don't know that there's proof to yeah. keep this going, right? And more and more data – you know, again, for, we we didn't know anything about this virus. We, we still don't know a lot about this virus. We still don't have a we like you said on Tuesday, Storm. We don't have a definitive data set yeah. that could out that 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 details what the real mortality rate is. Mm -hmm. we, now, remember, remember the big and not to mention the mortality rates are completely yeah. skewed by Curbing, China's fake numbers. Yeah, yeah, that that too. <laughs> Asymptomatics spread. You know, they they. They don't know that they're spreading it because they're touching things, right? They're touching mm -hmm. things. Well, the CDC reversed course yesterday, folks. They say that it's not as easily spread on surfaces anymore. Yeah, like make up your mind. You know what I'm trying to say? I, so This I, is I, another I, thing. I mean if that was the case, then why – maybe we did the stay-at-home orders. Maybe they were overblown. Yeah. Well, the, the problem is they can't make up their – minds on the yeah. procedures of what needs to be in place here yeah. the cdc comes out with this new guidance saying oh well maybe it's not you know transferred yeah. by touch it's mostly aerosol yeah. which means which is yeah. the exact opposite of what they were saying two weeks ago yeah. yeah and you also have okay don't wear face masks actually wear face masks okay never mind don't wear face masks because the healthcare workers need them, but actually you need to wear a face mask no matter what yeah back and forth back and forth you have uh eric swalwell on march 2nd tweeted don't wear face masks yeah 
Can't, and you have only the president being criticized here for yeah. nobody knows what the f they're no, no, doing. No, yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's a total mess we have now. I mean, and but at the same time, there are good. I mean, that this is good news. Mm -hmm. You know, it's good news that it's it's not maybe spread on services. It's good news that people who have had COVID, who have recovered and then get reinfected, aren't as aren't infectious. Yeah, they just they're just shedding dead viral uh, cells. Um, and we're going to talk about kids. Don't spread it. Apparently, a new study in Australia yeah, said that these that that. That, that that kids who have had COVID, not only do they get not get sick, which we already knew, but they don't spread it. They didn't spread it to adults over a that I period. am skeptical that? of. But I mean, I mean study, it's not right? a Chinese study, no, so we're not. starting off strong. So there. <laughs> you know what? Maybe you know. I will say. Who knows? I will say. Listen, I, you know, town hall readers hated me for supporting the lockdowns, for curbing the spread, and, and stopping healthcare systems from being overrun. But you know what? Maybe maybe. Looking, playing Monday morning quarterback storm, maybe for most of the country, there could have been a modified economy where certain locations operate at half capacity. There didn't yeah. have to be a stay-at-home order. We wouldn't have, you know, you know, governors going after churchgoers and arresting old people at Waffle Houses. The problem at this point you is know, that we're continuing I mean, it's to— still, There still would have been economic pain, though, folks. I'm, I'm not trying to say there still would have been a pinch, but right. maybe it would not have been as devastating. We wouldn't have had— Close to 40 million people out of work right now. Right. My problem um, is we're continuing to devastate the economy for yeah. no sure yeah. mitigation. Yeah. We don't know for sure that this is mitigating anything. Yeah. But like, remember two weeks ago, four weeks ago? Oh, Georgia's reopening. Florida's reopening. They're going to have a massive surge. It's going to be like Italy. Not the case. Italy 2.0 in Florida. Not the case. Yeah, and we're going to talk eight about— weeks. We're going to talk about DeSantis ripping the media in a second. Yeah, but yeah, before yeah. we do that— Let's do it. Um, actually, let's just play that clip now and talk let's about do it. it. So this okay. is actually like a minute and 20 clip of Ron DeSantis literally nuking the ass of the media that are standing there trying to blame him somehow for this non-existent surge in cases. Yeah. I mean, this is just laughable. Yeah, yeah, it is. Let's take a listen. Our data is available. Our data is transparent. In fact, Dr. Burks has talked multiple times about how Florida has the absolute best data. So any insinuation otherwise is just typical partisan narrative trying to be spun. And part of the reason is that because you got a lot of people in your profession who waxed poetically for weeks and weeks about how Florida was going to be just like New York. Wait two weeks, Florida's going to be next. Just like Italy, wait two weeks. Well, hell, we're eight weeks away from that, and it hasn't happened. Not only do we have a lower death rate, well, we have way lower deaths generally, we have a lower death rate than the Acela Corridor, D.C., everyone up there. We have a lower death rate than the Midwest, Illinois, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio. But even in our region, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida has the lower death rate. And I was the number one landing spot from tens of thousands of people leaving the number one hot zone in the world to come to my state. So we've succeeded, and I think that people just don't want to recognize it because it challenges their narrative, it challenges their assumption, so they got to try to find a boogeyman. Maybe it's that there are black helicopters circling the Department of Health. If you believe that, um, I got a bridge in Brooklyn I'd like to sell you. Last question. <laughs> the best the best is at the end where he goes, and if you believe that, I got a bridge in Brooklyn yeah, to sell yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and all the meanwhile, Pence is standing there like, yeah, this knows what he's yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. this, is the, this is why the man's governor. Yeah. Um, well, he, the media, they just want to drive their narrative. Yeah. And that's the whole – that 
that's the most disconcerting yeah. thing here is that we, the media essentially yeah. bullied everybody into these blanket lockdowns. Well, they're also well, they're also they're hoping that that Floridians died. You and yeah. I, yeah. We, we were worried. There's a difference between being worried and then and hoping hoping yes. that there will be body bags galore. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is something that I'm proud to be wrong about. Yeah, because yeah. there's less, de- and then we can now we can start moving towards real. right. And we'll unlike them, we'll admit when we're wrong. Yeah. So I, I'll admit it right now. But, yeah, I was wrong about the Georgia thing. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, I mean, Florida's handled this greatly from the start, yeah. which is very interesting. Uh, DeSantis has done just an absolutely tremendous yeah. job, and things in Florida are yeah. going to be getting back to somewhat yeah. normal soon. I mean, and, they're going to reopen the beaches after yeah. Memorial Day. They're going to reopen places yeah. like Disney. Like, restaurants are open already and have had no problems. And, 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 and talk about um – you know, being smart. Uh, you know, basically, I, I I read that they you they retooled their 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 hurricane alert system. Yes. To basically install like a, a contact tracing program, and it's worked phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Um, Wisconsin, remember Wisconsin had the the election? Yeah. There have been no new cases. No problem. No spikes. No. So, again, we're fine. Things that 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 we knew four weeks ago have been. Debunked or retooled or re, or or revised, you know the thing with surfaces. I mean that that's almost I think a, as big a game changer as as the early vaccine test or yeah. or, or the antiviral test from Google Sciences. I mean the fact that it's because surfaces was the reason why we had to stay home. Well, not to mention that the vaccine trial here has shown supposedly a hundred percent effectiveness. Holy crap! Yeah, really? all forty five in that trial. Uh, I believe it's Moderna or yeah, something Moderna, like that. Yeah, but Moderna's a company. All 45 yeah. in the trial have antibodies. And we now have a study that says that the antibodies will ensure immunity because we didn't know that for a long time. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, kind of like the flu, you know, have to keep getting a different shot. So if that's year. the case, right. yeah. we could be talking about mass production by September. Holy crap. So, yeah, that's very encouraging. That's fantastic. So let's hope, stadium in October. let's hope that this uh, – yeah, I don't know if they're going to do massive sporting God. events like that still. But the – Come on, Goodell. Do, make, make a right decision this time when that vaccine hits. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right, is if – I don't know. There's a lot of questions. To I, know, I, know I know there is. I know there is. Sports is a little bit different. Massive yeah. concerts and gatherings. I mean there's a difference between jumping to like being able to host a gathering at your house of like – you know, 20, 25 30 people, people then 85, versus people at Giant yeah, Stadium. I yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. With like, or we or, all know or the link for that. We all matter. know who people have been to these football games. It's not exactly the most sanitary setting. Oh, no, no. So, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> so, you know, there's not. a lot of things to be answered there. But the, the moral of the story here is did we just shut our economy down for nothing? Yeah. Like, I don't know, but because yeah. because the healthcare spike could have potentially been avoided, yeah. even with just some lesser measures, but still letting businesses stay open. Yeah. I mean, you still have governments telling people the businesses can't open. Yeah. There's nothing that shows that that's the correct move at this point. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, nothing. You have Governor Wolf in Pennsylvania threatening establishments' uh, liquor licenses. Yeah, and we're going to talk about government tyranny in a but, bit. But let's let's yeah. first finish up our fake news segment. Yeah, here. sure. So, last but not least. The media is blaming Trump for refusing to hold the presidential portrait unveiling for Obama. There's just one issue. It's not Trump that's refusing to do it. Yeah. It's Obama <laughs> yeah. that refuses to come to the White House. He says, quote, Obama isn't interested in participating in the post-presidency ritual as long as Trump is in office. That's what Ob- – oh, my god. Yeah. I- but they blame Trump. 
So he's. I gonna, mean, talk about so getting the story. How long is he gonna wait? How long is he gonna wait? I don't know. Probably another five years after Trump, Trump gets reelected. Trump should just put the portrait up. Yeah, I without, mean, without him there, he's not here. But here's his portrait. Isn't yeah. it great? It's fantastic. I mean, it's some of these happening. headlines are absurd. NBC News parroted that line that it was Trump's refusal, but it's the opposite. Oh, and then B Business Insider, Trump is refusing to unveil Obama's portrait at the White House, breaking a 40-year tradition. USA Today, quote, report Trump won't unveil, Obama, unveil Obama's official White House portrait anytime soon. It's fake news. Yeah. It's fake news, folks. And, and did you see well, – let's listen to this clip from – the president was just walking to the helicopter. He's going to Michigan, which I assume is to look at the, the floodwaters there, which yeah. uh, anyone who's in Michigan, our prayers are with yeah. you for the terrible Stay damn collapses safe. that they've seen. I mean th that's a whole other yeah. uh, story because uh, supposedly they were privately owned, these dams, and then the state took over two years ago and did nothing because oh. even though they were rated structurally deficient – the state did nothing, much like Flint still not having drinking water. You know, it's interesting because the governor of that state, Gretchen Whitmer, the yeah. lead Karen in chief, yeah. has done nothing huh. about any of these issues. Huh. And, huh. Um, you know, she's so, being considered for vice president. Yeah. So a woman who can't even run a yeah. state so she was real, she was, and has she, led to deaths. Yeah. So she was elected to fix the water problem in Flint, and now she doesn't do about dams, dams break, forcing 10,000 people to flee and have their homes destroyed. And, and who knows how many are dead. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So that's what they got going on Great. up there. Great. Um, but the boat storm, they fix potholes, remember. They know how to fix potholes in Michigan. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, he was going off to Michigan, and before he got on the helicopter, he came and talked to the press. But he said one thing that was really funny. He said that he would love to launch the press into outer space. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Uh, I'm thinking about going, uh, that'll be next week, to the rocket launch. I hope you're all going to join me. I'd like to put you on the rocket and get rid of you for a while. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. That's just so good. I'd love to strap you up to the rocket and send you to outer space, you know. That'd be great. Um, and he's right. I mean, he's had, he's had it with the media, yeah. as have everybody who is a conservative or Republican. And even if you look at polls... Liberals, well, especially independents, don't trust the media. Yeah. But even liberals are having a, yeah. a uh, kind of come to Jesus moment of, yeah. hmm, I wonder if we're fing this up. Yeah. Which hopefully they don't correct course yeah. before the election. Although I, I have to say, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I, I always, when the liberals see bias, it's always the far left progressives who feel that CNN, MSNBC right, are aren't left their, enough, are, or are treating their candidates unfairly, yeah. like Sanders. Yeah. Uh, but hey, you know what? Listen, as long as they see a modicum of, of bias within the media establishment, mm -hmm. you know what? I'll take that as. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, one good media point today, the New York Post on its front page ran an yeah. op-ed yeah. that said, liberate New York City now. Yeah. Where have we heard the term liberate before? The Trump. president. Trump, yeah. And it's interesting now that even you know people in blue cities are saying this enough is enough. Yeah. And David Marcus uh, of The Federalist who said this, but he lives in New York. Yep. And he said, quote, the Big Apple is dying. Its streets are empty. Tens of thousands have been plunged into poverty. Our leaders have no plans, no answers. New Yorkers have already learned to socially distance. Businesses can adjust. The elderly and infirm can continue to be isolated. It's time to reopen. I think that's pretty that's much – That's perfect. That's, that's perfect. And and you know what? I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, it's just uh, – but here's, here's what I always say though, and I, I, wrote the, I wrote my piece today. You know what? At the end of the day though – Better safe than sorry was always going to prevail. Yeah. 
I mean, because remember, we didn't, again, we didn't know anything about the virus. We still don't. And if you're an elected leader, if you're, if you're an official, there's a 50% chance this could be something out of the movie Contagion mm-hmm. or it could be not, not as bad. Are, well, that's are, the thing are, is, are, 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 as President Storm, would you, would you roll the dice on right? Right. I mean, what would you do well, as that's, someone that's who's interested in public safety? That they were they were uh, yeah. they were faced with yeah. is do you gamble and see what happens, or do you walk down? Which is also a gamble. I mean, let's let's not forget that you know at the beginning everyone was armchair presidenting. I like to use that term. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should walk down the whole entire country. That's not an easy decision to make. Look at how many people are unemployed now, 40 million people? Yeah. We went from record low unemployment to record high unemployment in a span of four weeks. That's not a small decision no, to make. Not. And now you have the reopenings breaking on party lines. Yeah. I mean it's very clear. Yeah. You have the blue states are locked down, the red states are opening. Yeah. And the red states have been successful in doing this. So there's no data that shows that this should remain locked down. Yeah. Yeah. It was a time of uncertainty. Yeah. Nobody had data yeah. or or any previous knowledge to make decisions on any of this. We didn't know what the mortality rate was going to be. And it, it seems to be – we still don't know we exactly don't, what it is. Uh, we still don't have a solid number. It's below 1%. But yeah. for a while there, the mortality rate was looking like it was between 1.8 and 2.2%. If that's the case, we're talking about millions dead. Yeah. So yeah. You ha- I get that now hindsight's twenty twenty. Looks like it was a big mistake. Yeah. We need to get cranking again. Yeah. These blue state governors are acting like dictators, and we're yeah. going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. But I, it was a hard decision. It was a very and, hard and, decision. And, and, and the spread, the, 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 how it was spreading. I mean it is still a highly contagious disease. Mm-hmm. It was killing the market. Yeah. It yeah. running from. So – I mean, that was another impetus for for maybe we should stay home so we can get a lockdown on this. You know, short term, right? Sh- short term extreme pain for long term gain. But may you know what? Listen. In a way, the lockdowns were done. Yeah. To calm Wall Street economic yeah. uncertainty, which yeah. was ravaging the Fed and the stock yeah. market. I mean, we were losing and, what one point five to yeah. four, three, four trillion a day with yeah. these fifteen hundred to two thousand point drops. I and mean, now the market stabilized, which is yeah. interesting. We're like we're, in we're five hundred points away from twenty eight thousand again. But that's Fine. interesting in the juxtaposition of record high unemployment. Yeah, people are betting on the fact that the economy is going to roar back to life, which we yeah. need to make sure it yeah. does when yeah. things reopen. Do things. Yeah. Go get your haircut. Patronize restaurants. Go to the local small businesses that are like you know, pet stores and yeah. local general stores and pharmacies. Support the small business. The the one aspect of this which I've said the hypocrisy about is really disturbing. Why is it safer for me to go to a crowded Walmart than a small local business dog toy store? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. There is a redistribution of power and wealth from the small businesses that drive this country to the mega globalist corporations. Yeah, it's, 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 it's another version of picking winners and losers, like when the right. auto bailout was right. going down. You know, it, it's uh, – yeah, I yeah, agree. And they're but, picking the wrong yeah. winners here because yeah. these – these I mean these corporations, yeah, they have a lot of jobs. Yeah. But the real lifeblood of America is small yeah. business. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, but even the, I mean, but let's be fair. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I, I agree with you, but let, let's be fair though. Even big business, even big companies have been filing for bankruptcy. J.C. Penney, I believe, has filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah, Neiman, yeah. Neiman Marcus. I'm not is talking department under? stores. Department stores are different because they are a heavily in based industry, and yeah. people roaming Go, into the store in there, and just yeah. buying random. Like a superstore. Like yes. A, okay. Amazon. Yeah. Walmart. 
places like that. Well, all these companies have seen massive yeah. double or triple digit growth in their online sales because they can do such a thing. Yeah. Small businesses don't have that luxury. No, they don't. They are the mom and pop shop down the street that opens in a physical yeah. location. And they sure as shit can't handle the shipping costs that Amazon right. has to right. uh, uh, pays out. So I no, agreed. <laughs> Not agreed. to mention that Amazon is bankrupting the USPS, but yeah. I mean that was bankrupting before. Yeah. But um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Biden gaffes of the day here. Yeah. We have three moments during Biden's coronavirus town hall that were just totally ridiculous. So. First off, on the topic of firing inspector generals, because that's the thing that the left is up in a tizzy about now. Did you see, oh, he fired the State Department inspector general in the middle of the night. You know, they tack on that in the middle of the night as if it's a bad thing that our government officials are working in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, they're not used to a president that actually does his job. Remember Obama, the 3 a.m. call that he wasn't there for when Benghazi was under attack? Let's not – I mean do we have to go back to 1980 when Reagan won? He fired all 13 of Carter's IGs. Well – you know, You're the vice to say, president, like this, it's not unprecedented. There is precedent for this. The vice president was asked about if he would support legislation that would prevent the president from firing an inspector general, which clearly about this specific firing, but also unconstitutional because yeah. it's within the executive's power to hire and fire at his pleasure, his or her pleasure, inside of the government. So the former vice president quickly said that, yeah, of course, I'll absolutely support that. But then he was reminded that President Obama also fired IGs on regular basis, mm-hmm. including when he came into office. Yeah. And uh, let's listen to this clip. Would you pledge uh, right now that you will not fire any inspectors general if you were president? Or I guess another way of asking that is, is would you back congressional efforts to restrict the executive branch's ability to unilaterally oust in- inspectors? Uh, uh, yes, yes, yes. The idea, inspector generals were designed to make government honest, to keep it honest. It's a gigantic government. We have thousands of employees. You know, it's part of a troubling pattern since this whole COVID crisis began. Trump firing nonpartisan officials, firing oversight, have oversight roles created by Congress. A guy who decides now that he's because the the inspector general may have been, the rumor is, may have been in looking at something that wasn't proper that the Secretary of State did in terms of dealing with uh, with Saudi Arabia. And come on. But, uh, you know, I, I, I've got to uh, point out that early in her his, his term, President Obama fired the AmeriCorps Inspector General, uh, uh, Gerald Walpin, who was reportedly investigating one of his political supporters. In retrospect, was that... A mistake? I don't recall that, but I, I, I tell you what, I don't ever remember the president deciding that somebody being investigated was inappropriate. You know, it's interesting because that firing was because the IG was looking into a political crony of Obama. It doesn't get much more swampy than that. Yeah, it doesn't. No, it was, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's unbelievable the hypocrisy. You know, this goes back to another theme, right? Mm-hmm. They like to pretend as if the Obama administration didn't happen oh, yeah. and they didn't set the precedent yeah. for all of this to happen. Yeah. Oh, and like, it, I mean, yeah, yeah, like like you said, it didn't happen. Let's not re- I mean, do we have to rehash how Obama, the Obama White House was 100 times more brutal and ruthless towards the press than than yeah. Trump saying you're you're fake news. Trump says you're fake news and bashes them on the podium. Obama Use the DOJ to go after reporters. Right. James Rosen. Again, right? abuse so, of government power. Yeah. He took phone records from AP reporters. Uh-huh. So I don't want to hear this whole like, oh, 
Trump is such an authoritarian when he hurt and he says that we're fake news. You know, that, 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 that he sends a tweet. Oh, well, you know <laughs> how you know, I mean. There's a big difference. You know how for a while like. there, the term "whataboutism" was a big thing. I they, like I like whataboutism. Well, I like, I it. like whataboutism. Because mm -hmm. the reason they made that a big thing is because they were trying to get us to pretend as if the Obama administration didn't exist. Yeah. Because you bring you you know they say oh well Trump is doing this yeah. and then you bring up well yeah Obama did this this and this yeah oh that's just what about us exactly yeah sorry we're not gonna be it like, exists yeah the history exists it all happened it's it documented yeah. it's real. Like Trump is gaslighting. No, you guys are gaslighting. Right. You guys are gas. You guys have been gaslighting for the past three years about this. Yeah, more than that. Yeah, but yeah. It's, well, pretty much. We're actually coming up time. on the five-year anniversary five year. of President Trump announcing that he was oh, running for yes. office, and it all started from day one. Yeah. I mean, you know, it would take us hours to run through the list of fake news oh, bullshit that we he's could, dealt we with. Could have, God, we it's could ridiculous. Have, we could have a that'll be a VIP gold chat extended bonus because that'll be like a five day <laughs> yeah. event or something. It'll be a mini series. It would be an ongoing week long <laughs> yeah. event. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We're okay, back so, after a little nap. <laughs> so next, next on the hydroxychloroquine debate, which yeah. I'm surprised that he could even say the word honestly, but uh, of but course he, he condemned practice. the president's decision to use that drug, which has been around for decades. Here's the clip. Um, announced that he is taking hydroxychloroquine as a prophylactic. I'm sure you saw the news, right? Um, but there's growing evidence linking hydroxychloroquine to dangerous side effects. And I'm curious how you feel about the president of the United States modeling what many doctors view as risky medical behavior in front of the American people. <laughs> it's like saying maybe if you injected Clorox into your blood, you know, it may cure you. Come on, man. What is he doing? What in God's name is he doing? And the things that presidents say, the words of a president matter. When the president says he's, you, you heard the vice president today or yesterday say, I'm not using it. I'm not using it. The vice president of the United States. Look, this is absolutely irresponsible. There's no serious medical personnel out there saying to use that drug. It's counterproductive. It's not going to help. But the president, he decided that's an answer. So what do you think people are going to be doing? You think they're not going to use it? And look at the look at the studies have been done. It does much more harm than good. I, this is totally irresponsible. Totally irresponsible. I mean, it's just so disingenuous what they're trying to do here. And and Trump said it correctly the other day. He's like, if I was against it, they'd be for it. Yeah. It's it's true yeah. Trump derangement syndrome. Yeah. Whatever he supports, they will oppose one hundred percent. Yeah. If he said tomorrow morning, we've got a vaccine, it's perfect, we're gonna reopen the country, we're gonna get everybody immunized, they say, Oh no, that's terrible. We have to keep a lockdown I until every single up, person has yeah. the vaccine. They keep moving the yeah. goalposts. Trump, I have come up with a plan for free health care. CNN the next day. Why free healthcare might not be such a good idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would yeah, be it. What it is. That would and be it. Last but certainly not least, Trump. Uh, you know, Biden clearly has a little bit of confusion on what's the name of the coronavirus. Let's listen to that. Jeez, oh, thousands of meatpacker workers got sick, got corona, uh, got the virus, and some died. Only f***ing Joe Biden would forget the name of the virus in the middle of the town hall, which is focusing on this coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys. <laughs> Joe, and this will be my VIP column on Tuesday. Joe Biden is dead. <laughs> Joe Biden has died, He's and there is a look-alike and a sound-alike, like He's Paul McCartney dead. and the Beatles. 
And he, if he was dead, the hologram would be much better at performing. <laughs> the hologram would be much because <laughs> they clearly didn't program it right. Yeah, if that's the case, I'm just saying. Listen, Joe Biden. He has he has rarely spoken to his chief of staff or comms director for his campaign. He's running for president. He doesn't talk to his people a lot. He has these bullshit town halls. Yeah. He can't remember shit because his 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 body double is you know is cramming what has happened you know in the past like 65 years. I'm telling you. And why wasn't Joe Biden tested for COVID? I know why. Because you can't get a negative or positive test from a corpse. Oh, he's, my God. He's dead. Dead. D-E-A-D. Dead. Unbelievable. Like a, like, like a did, carrot. Like the carrot in your refrigerator. He's, a vet, he's dead. Did you see this Vegetable. morning? Did you see this morning where they asked President Trump if he's been tested recently? Yes. And he's like, yeah, I tested negative. Some could say very positively tested in that respect. <laughs> I just love that he loves to with the press yeah he he takes sincere joy in with those people yeah and that's great that's what we need because they they're so self-important like it, it, to me the arrogance and the smugness from yeah. the press corps is one of their worst qualities because they think that they just know best yeah no matter what they think that they know better than the president of the united states and nothing drives them crazy more than when he says i'm president and, and they're not. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And they hate that. But I'm president. And that's why we need to keep him as president yeah. for four more years. Uh, well, he's up he's, he's up in all the battlegrounds, and that's all that matters. That's very true. Speaking of his potentially dead opponent, Joe Biden is in the midst of his VP search, who we know is very important because they likely, if he were to win, God forbid, worst uh. case scenario, this person will likely be president within about five days because uh, – it's actually someone's uh, theory that they'll twenty fifth amendment him right out of there, right after he gets sworn in. Which I couldn't, I wouldn't doubt. Look how look how mischievous yeah. they are. I mean, the I old, mean, before Joe Biden died, he had to be reminded to wear pants every day. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So I mean, if it, if anyone is capable of putting together an extreme plot coup like that, yeah. it's the Democrats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but Kelly and Conway had some words for Biden's sexist VP search because as everybody knows, he says, I will only pick a woman to be my VP. Well, that's pretty sexist. Yeah. But uh, Kelly and Conway summed it up best in this, uh, in this like one-liner, which was the king of all liners yesterday. Roll that clip. You've seen the long short list of Joe Biden's VP choices. They all happen to be female. He sounds like a you know, a co-ed at the end of a frat party. I need a woman. Uh, so now he has binders of women he's looking through, and he's got people like Sally Yates and Susan Rice allegedly on this list, and those are two women who were very involved in this, in the shenanigans that were happening in the days before we got here to the, to the Trump White House. Uh, she can't be trusted, and she's proved that. And I think the very easy question she would be asked in a debate against Vice President Mike, uh, Mike Pence, which he clearly would win, uh, is, well, what did you know? When did you know? Why are you writing emails to yourself? Why are you saying one thing on TV? Do you realize she was asked by a network anchor on a, on a show, quote, can you rule out that President Trump is a Russian asset? And she basically shrugged her shoulders. She couldn't rule out that the current president of the United States is a Russian asset. So she lacks credibility. Um, and you know what, Ed, I got to push back on the fact that because this was three plus years ago, it doesn't matter. Excuse I me. I didn't say it didn't matter. We put, no, clear. no, not you. Not okay. you. They're saying this. They, the, okay. the people who would be held accountable are saying this. Oh, move on. We have a global pandemic. Excuse me. This president is team, the task force, the vice president, been working day and night 
for, for over two, three months now on the global pandemic. We can also have the proper authorities go back and see who knew what, because this country was dragged through the Russia collusion, delusion, illusion, nonsense, Mueller investigation, okay. Mueller hearings, so Mueller report, Mueller testimony for over two years, and we paid for it. We have a right to get that to its logical conclusion, which means look at the other side of the coin here. <laughs> he compared Biden's <laughs> sexist criteria to the behavior at the end of a frat party. I need a woman. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. And the short list, the short list is uh, apparently Senator Elizabeth Warren, Pocahontas, former National Security Advisor Susan Rice, God help us, oh. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer, the Karen in chief, again, God help us, Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates, God help us. And former Georgia gubernatorial failed candidate Stacey Abrams, also God help us. And last but certainly not least, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. The same Kamala Harris, the, the absolute legendary legal mind of our time that introduced a resolution that calls the uh, – that says calling COVID-19 as the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus or the Kung flu is racism, yeah, perpetuating that. an anti-Asian stigma and to classify it as hate speech. Well – there's just one thing that this, uh, you know, titan of legal mind forgot, <laughs> that the Supreme Court has affirmed dozens of times that there is no hate speech exception to the First Amendment. And that hate speech, in air quotes, because, you know, hate speech is very, very subjective, yeah. is uh, covered by the First Amendment. It is. Absolutely. It is. So Not one of those women would help the Democrats win. Oh yeah. Well, All you know, geographically rigid, I, I definitely want no name someone, ID. someone who was a state attorney general has such a fundamental misunderstanding of yeah. the Constitution yeah. to be in a position to be president. Yeah. I'll that guarantee sounds you that seventy percent of the country doesn't know who the f Sally Yates is. So no, no. I mean, I mean, but look at the look at that list. That's just like the list of conspirators. Yeah, it is really, it really is. It really, it re I mean, it really is just ridiculous. It's that, unbelievable. That absolutely outrageous. I'm surprised that Michelle Obama's not on it, but I think that's the one pick that actually could be. Oh, she devastating. could, yeah. So but, but hopefully that doesn't happen. Blessedly, she doesn't want it. No, remember, remember, she hated Michelle being first lady. Obama. Didn't want to be first lady. She hated no, being first God, lady. Yeah. yeah, but she did it I, she's because she's power hungry. But she also doesn't want to do any work because she's yeah. lazy. What? Yeah, just I agree. a fact. I agree. Just a fact. They want to sit there and <laughs> and suck the tit of their Netflix deal, which yeah. good for them. Get rich. That's yeah. the American dream. Well, they were it is, hold on. They were already rich with his books. Well, those books. They were rich, partially. But if you look at the change in net worth from when they came into oh, office yeah, well, yeah, 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 versus yeah, when yeah, they left office, yeah. it's very interesting yeah. how all of these liberals come into office and then they get extremely enriched. Yeah. The Clinton Global Initiative. Oh yeah. I mean, look at it. And and President Trump, they say, oh, well, he's making money off of his businesses yeah. as president. He's lost net worth. Yeah. Because he can't do international business deals. They've stopped international yeah. business deals, and his hotels have become targets of political destruction. Yeah. I mean, how can you possibly, how can you possibly say that President Trump is enriching himself through the office when these people look at Nancy Nancy Pelosi? Yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. She got rich off of being in office for well, all these years. I mean, for for decades, she got firsthand knowledge before you know news hit the wires about certain financial deals. Well, so, she's I the mean. original insider <laughs> I mean, insider yeah. trading person yeah. in Congress. Yeah. They all do it. Yeah, not that it's an excuse for them yeah. to do it because I don't think that's right. Yeah, but 
Now, if you make it legal for regular Americans to also insider trade, okay, one standard. Yeah. Again, one standard. One That's standard, all I ask yeah. for. I'm okay with insider trading. Actually. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They're onto something in there's, Russia. Yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with insider trading. Yeah, Somebody's okay. making the money. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, not that insider trading happens every day, no matter what. Yeah, it, whether it's legal or illegal. Yeah, just That's, just don't get caught. Yeah, you know, it's just another thing like gun laws, right? Yeah. The law-abiding owners are going to follow these ridiculous government gun control laws, but the the criminals are still going to do it no matter yeah, what. Yeah. So it's time to level that playing yeah. field. Speaking of leveling the playing field, remember how Planned Parenthood wasn't supposed to get any distributions from PPP? Oh, let me guess. They did. They did. They did. And they to got the tune of $80 million? $80 oh, million. Dollars. God. If you take that divided by the average loan amount, that could have saved 800 restaurants. So they are now asking for that money back. They explicitly violated the provisions surrounding the program that prohibit people like them from touching the forgivable loans. So they asked for the money back, but now there's also going to be an investigation. Uh, Tom Cotton penned a letter to Attorney General William Barr, and it looks like they're going to look into it, So right. as they should. All right. um, speaking of things being looked into by the DOJ, let's hit on election fraud because – President Trump the other day tweeted something about Michigan's abuse of mail-in ballots. Yeah. And – oh, my god. Freddie, stop. I know, I know. The dog, the, the the dog, dog is the dog like begging for pets right now and he keeps shoving my arm with his nose. Well, he misses you. Uh, misses me? I've been petting him all f***ing morning. <laughs> um, anyway, so President Trump tweeted the other day about Michigan and its mail-in procedures potentially violating – federal law using federal funds because it's not supposed to be used in that way. Well, of course, the liberals freaked out because they've been pushing for this mail-in scam the whole time. Now we find out that there is mail-in scams going on all over the country. And in DO, uh, in Philadelphia, the DOJ has now charged an election official with stuffing the ballot box. Oh. Yep. So the Afghan protocol. <laughs> he literally – yeah, he, but th this isn't even a mail-in scam. This guy, DeMuro, Dominic DeMuro, stood at the voting machine and cranked in vote after vote after vote for particular, Democrat, for particular Democrat judicial candidates. He also was allegedly paid by various unnamed political consultants for that favor. So yeah. if people can get away with doing that yeah. at voting machines, which are supposed to be surveilled by these so-called election officials, what confidence could we possibly have? In oh, a mail-in. Mail oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Well, well sort of remember, 28 million ballots have vanished in the last four yeah. elections. We cannot let the election be mail-in. Yeah. Also, this is one of their things because they know yeah. that Biden faces a massive enthusiasm gap. Exactly. By the way, speaking of mail, I, 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 sorry, not, not to add something to the docket real quick, but wasn't there a story about South Carolina ballots being discovered in North Carolina? Yes. Yep, I saw so, that. So, yeah, you saw that, right? I'm not, I wasn't dreaming. Well, here, that, here's, right? the so, thing. here's the <laughs> I mean, thing, right? It doesn't they, happen. They know, they know that mail-in is susceptible to fraud. Yeah. That's why they want it. Democrats are the OG offenders oh, yeah. of election fraud. Yeah. That's how they do it. How do you think John F. Kennedy was like the president? Right. Just saying. Yeah. Mayor, yeah. Mayor Daley in Chicago was the last area to to, 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 to count their ballots, which mm -hmm. is highly irregular. Yeah, that sounds right. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, come um, on. It, it's just we all know Nixon won in 1960. We have to defeat the mail-in scam uh, hoax that they're trying to perpetrate on yeah. us. And we also know that we, as President Trump supporters, will enthusiastically go vote come hell or high water yeah. no matter what. 
Yeah. That's their gamble. We have a is pulse. that people are still <laughs> under fear of this virus by the election and that they can scam it into some mail-in ballot. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I will gladly go risk getting the coronavirus to vote for President Trump even in this blue state where he will not win. I will. I'll be yeah. – yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll be there. That's the case. So – I'll be in my hazmat suit. Right. But I mean, <laughs> we, we, need, we need a full voter okay. ID. We need a full voter Well, we ID. lost that here, Storm. Northam repealed that a couple months Only ago. Only partially, from what I heard. Oh, it's really? unclear. It's oh. unclear. What the f*** is going on down there in Richmond? No one knows in this state what the f*** is going on. Yeah. There's laws that are going to be going into this place guy, on July 1st. He's, just, he's which, moonwalking all over policy. You don't know where the f*** is going. The, the laws that are going into place on July 1st are like... Half can't even be done because of the coronavirus. Oh my god! So they don't know what the f- is going to happen with that. So they should be scrapped and start and and until next session, yeah. right? I mean, isn't that I it, would think it, so. isn't that a constitutional argument? If you can't, you know, get a certain law in place that I would that so. that that impacts people's rights, you have to kind of I don't know scuttle it. Yeah. Last but certainly not least, I'm just, here. I'm just throwing. Some I I, I wish that was the right? case. I mean, they're not going to yeah, let that happen. I know, now. I, know. I mean, look at the fucking Virginia Supreme Court, which is supposed to be conservative. Yeah. Sided with Northam's unconstitutional stay-at-home order. Yeah. I mean, it. It's just, Meanwhile, Mich- uh, Wisconsin shut down there. Well, Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled yeah, against. Yeah. And and they've been fine since they reopened. So there's no reason at this point we can't reopen. Yeah. There's no data that says we shouldn't reopen. Yeah. And now, by the way, the seven-day average in Virginia. Shows yeah, it's adapt- dropping. It's, it's dropping. There's so. a clear, very clear tendency by these liberal blue state leaders, and I use leaders in air quotes, yeah. Clowns, to act really. like dictators the more that the public revolts against their orders because they want to retain the power. That's what's happening up in places like New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, California, Illinois, Michigan, over and over and over again, Minnesota. So now we have and, – and especially when it comes to freedom of religion and assembly mm-hmm. because, again, hypocrisy. They're saying it's safe to go stand in a crowded Walmart, but it's not safe to go into a church where people are practicing social distancing and yeah. procedures have been put into place yeah. to prevent contact. It doesn't make sense. And so these churches and clergy are taking it into their own hands. 1,200 California clergy tell Newsom that they're meeting in person with or without permission, and they said that they will start opening churches on May 31st um, with or without the governor's permission. So good for them. Minnesota churches are also defying the orders of Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz. They are reopening because it does not make sense to open these these places of gathering, mass gathering, without having churches open. That's a constitutionally protected right. That, t- yeah. that gets deference. Like, you don't have a right to go get a haircut. You have a right to assemble in church. Yeah. And, yes, there's past, you know, precedents for, you know, the Catholic Church during times of pandemic and stuff like that doing these things. But if the if the congregation itself isn't willing to do these things, then they have the right to assemble. And the people that go there know the risk that they're taking, and that's where, we're, that's where yeah. we need to be at as did a country. Did you see the, the priest who did his uh, social distancing service? He, he had holy water in a, in a super soaker. Yeah. He yeah. was going around blessing. Yep. Um, it's like, the power of Christ compels you, pew, 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 Even pew. in Baltimore <laughs> here, Pastor Stacy Shiflett 
uh, at Calvary Baptist Church in Dundalk in Baltimore, received a cease and desist letter from local officials oh, threatening geez. to fine the church $5,000 for holding in-person services. According to the governor's uh, order, churches can now reopen at 50% capacity, but left the timing of the order to local governments, which makes no sense because the local governments are intent on trampling the Constitution, and the local government in Baltimore says no. It's so disjointed. I don't get how they're doing this. Well, that's this. a political escape hatch for Hogan. It shows that, yeah. he, that, that, that he supports the constitutional right yeah. to, to, you know, to, to go to church and all that, but uh, he's, he's going to leave it to other people to enforce it, which is yep. just like, and, well, I gave it to this guy. You know? yep. <laughs> like, and on Wednesday night, Stacy was holding a service that had 100 congregants in his 600-seat building, which is you can well space below. that out. Yeah, yeah, you can space that out. Well people below. are smart. People are are, are are going to, by their own volition, probably not go to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but the local municipality do. still issued the cease and desist letter, and he was displeased. So mid-sermon, tore up the letter into pieces and tossed it on the ground. Good for him. That's what we need. People need to stand up against the government. Governor uh, Whitmer, the lead Karen in chief, oh, God. she you? ordered the citizens of her state not to travel to their summer homes. Then, hours later, her government cars are seen parked outside of her summer home. Yeah. Do yeah. as I say, not yeah. as I do. It's just yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. The, these people work for us. They, well, they're supposed to, at least. Yeah. And you have states like New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, that are essentially holding their people hostage. At least this is my opinion. Yeah. There's no fact, yeah. per se, behind this. This is my opinion. And many people that live up there, they're holding the states hostage for government bailout money to bail out their broken pension systems and financial mismanagement of the past decades. It's unbelievable. Terrible. It but really hey, is unbelievable. but that's the Democrats. Yep. And California governor is so bold. Remember how they're now saying things that they're not supposed to be saying, yeah, the, the unspoken yeah, stuff, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. The California governor said to the federal government, give us money or the first responders get it, which is essentially wow. a threat. Wow. Mm-hmm. All yep. Right. Well, said because they're holding the funds from California because they're giving the money to illegals, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, they, they, they. He basically said, if they don't give us the money, we're going to fire all the first responders. Okay, I'd like to see that happen. Yeah, you know. And there's Governor Greg Abbott, who's tremendous down in Texas, and he basically just demolished the entire case that he had for this. The facts show that Texas and Florida being the second and third most populous states in the nation with balanced budgets, lower COVID mortality rates, deaths, and cases than California and New York, a state income tax of 0% and various businesses and places of worship being open while New York and California remain closed but yet have worse death and case numbers. Well, hey, listen. The mismanagement here is unbelievable. Once again, they te- try to blame it on President yeah. Trump, but it's not President Trump. Once again, Texas leads the way. Texas actually had a roadmap to reopening before the Trump uh, Wuhan Coronavirus Task Force issued the Phase One guidelines. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, Abbott's doing a good job, and it's it's um, terrible. To but me, hey, listen. But listen, you know, Phil Murphy's a piece. Of we already know that Phil Murphy in Jersey is a piece of shit. So, <laughs> Someone made a, I mean, a Carol Baskin meme about him, yeah. and it was uh, Tiger King saying, yeah. uh, what was it? That lion-ass Phil Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got I to look uh, this up. Um, I like the one you sent about uh, with Trump and Kaylee. Oh, Kaylee? Trump and Kaylee McAdoo. Kaylee, yeah. I think I'm going to allow you to uh, 
gripped the press for today. <laughs> yeah, it's like great, <laughs> tremendous. She has like the uh, the T one thousand eyes. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, I see they're here. They're, they they're, need to they need to reopen this stuff. I mean, yeah. people like people in New Jersey, all my friends and family up there, they've had it. They're at the point now, and I think most Americans. <laughs> I love. Yeah, it's Kaylee. I need a break. Can you go eviscerate eviscerate the press? Say no more. (laughs) 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 But people up in New Jersey are done with this and they're in the worst situation. So if those people want to reopen, you should let them reopen. I mean, the people that don't want to go out can stay at home. There's no law that says you must go out of your house. Yeah. Right. And I think the case is that uh, a lot of corporate America can work from home and they have been. And I think that should continue to be the case because there's no use in putting people out there that don't need to be out there. Yeah. But if those people want to go catch a movie at night or go to a restaurant or do something besides sit in their house, they should have the freedom to do so. This yeah. is America. So I've had it with this. And those people up there basically said, uh, I'd rather risk getting coronavirus than see the business I've spent 20, yeah. 25 years building go to shit. So we've reached that point in America, and I think it's time to roll here. Honestly – the hardest hit areas I – mean, I haven't looked at Jersey's map, but let me guess. Is it like Hoboken, Newark, Well, the whole state's pretty f- – I mean South Jersey, not as much. Yeah. But South Jersey got the leaching from Philadelphia. Yeah. So it's it's pretty oh, yeah. Bad. There's two areas of – New Jersey's area. unique in that it's at the crossroads of everything. Yeah, it is. 95 runs through there. The yeah. Accela Corridor, yeah. New Jersey Transit. Yeah. All that North, transportation North runs right through. Jersey has a spillover from New York. South yeah. Jersey has a spillover from, like you said, Philadelphia. So it's a mess. I mean, New York and New Jersey yeah. were absolutely the hardest hit. Yeah. Because, folks, like, whereas here, it's all, it's just Northern Virginia. But those the rest people of the are, state is usually fine. Right. Well, and Richmond. And Richmond but yeah. those people are ready to go. I mean, you see them in New York. Open the city up. Yeah. It's just, it's time to listen Yo, to people. It's, uh, it's also, it's pandemonium. I, okay, not, not to be gross here, but there's a guy. People are just having sex in public in New York. Well, and and crime is skyrocketing it, it, across yeah. the board. Substance so abuse, bad. drug overdoses, yeah. the, people, poli- the police, suicides. The police are stretched thin doing a thousand different things, and they, yeah, I mean, this is yeah. what happens. So it's time to roll. It's it, time to open the country, and this Memorial Day weekend, I hope people can realize that it's time to reopen the country. Yeah, uh, these head leaders to the, are supposed to, the to the work beach, for us. Folks. These leaders are supposed to work for us. I mean, they are reopening the beaches yeah. in New Jersey. I mean, do. Oh, that's good. Yeah. What, but, about, the, what about the boardwalk? Yeah, so. they're opening. Oh, yeah. oh the whole yeah. – th- okay. Go. And that's only because if without tourism, that entire area will be totally decimated. Oh, ocean, uh, ocean and he City. realizes that. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean the tax revenues from tourism in yeah. New Jersey at the beaches is, yeah. is high. Belmar would have to be boarded up without yeah. the summer. I yeah. mean without the guidos from New York. Apparently <laughs> the day – apparently the day that uh, Murphy announced that the beaches in New Jersey were reopening, there's a steady stream of cars from New York going down the parkway yeah. to all the beaches, yeah. which – oh, I mean that's fine. The thing is tens of thousands of people's families and stuff from New York went to Florida. Yeah. And they could have taken the virus with them, but it yeah. didn't show up in prevalence. So yeah. hopefully with the warmer weather, we'll get out there. It's safer to be outside than it, it is really cooped is. up yeah, inside. That's true. Studies so. show that. Open is in that case, Governor Newsom should probably open up the parks again. I think he closed down the state parks. Open the parks. Open yeah. op- open spaces. Open open. Yep. Open open. And so uh, we're finally at the end of the show here. It was a long one. Yeah, but, sorry. Thanks um, for sticking with us. We're, we're going to uh, wish you guys all a great Memorial Day weekend. Take a moment to uh, say a prayer for the troops who have fallen for our great country because that's mm-hmm. what this day is all about. Yeah. Hopefully you get some grilling done, drink some beers, and, and act like an American yeah. and revolt against government tyranny. That, that basically is your duty as an American at this point is to yeah. not take what these people are saying because there's no data – 
that shows that remaining in extended lockdowns like this will have any sort of effect on on the future to come. Like, we've reached the point of the curve is flattened. Done. We're on the downslope. Mission accomplished. We're on the downslope. Just open it up. Mission accomplished. Open the country up. It's time. Time. End it. Of course, feel free to email us, triggered at townhall.com. We love getting emails from all of you. We love all of you that give your five-star ratings and reviews wherever you get your podcasts from. We love reading all of them. Um, of course, you can DM us on our personal Twitters. We love hearing from all our fans. We hope you guys have a great Memorial Day weekend, and hopefully you have a day off on Monday if you're still working, and hopefully we can get back to work soon for all of you that aren't. Thanks a lot for listening to Triggered, and hope you have a great weekend. See you.